your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, what's going on? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, and for today, uh, we're going to be talking about potential trades, not mock trades, but uh, some some names that you're hearing that could be on the move. And do any of these guys fit in with the Avs? Does the cap situation work? Uh, and kind of just going down the road of, of you know, the Avalanche going to make a move. But before we get to any of that, first things first, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Follow the show on social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow the show on our YouTube channel over on the YouTube. Hit subscribe and get notified whenever a new show goes live. So, yeah, Kyle, for me, this is kind of uh, an exciting trade season uh, because the abs typically are not big buyers at the trade deadline. They are buyers, but like last year, they made some depth moves that didn't pan out. And I feel like this year is the year that they go big. They know that they need to bring in some a, a big name, not because they're struggling, because what they've done in the past couple of years, they've realized hasn't worked. So something needs to change, and maybe that is make a bigger move. And you get that feeling with Joe Sackick when he addressed the team coming back from the All-Star break and kind of his state of the team address. Like, he knows the value of this team, and he knows the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. And if we're complaining about not getting past the second round, doing what we do with the trade deadline, it feels like with this talent, with this team, and what we need to do, and who's out there at the trade deadline, this is the year you need to make a move. Yeah. So, and again, we're not likely if the Avs get any of these guys that we're going to bring up, uh, it's likely only one of them. It's not like mm-hmm. they're going to bring in a completely new line of, of trade acquisitions, but I would think one of these guys is very likely. Uh, and then maybe some other depth moves, not including these guys. And we won't talk about Claude Giroux because we have talked about him in a recent episode a couple days ago. Uh, so if you want to go listen to that, go go find that episode. Uh, I, don't, I think it was like Monday or Tuesday of this week. But I believe it was. Um, it's in the show notes. But in uh, and, and he kind of we talked about him as a whole segment because he likely is a front runner to come here. Uh, but what we will do at the end also is we will talk about the players that we're mentioning, who we personally most want to come over, and who we also think likely will come over. So two different things: a personal uh guess and then uh one who we think like most likely of these guys will come so um and we are not doing these in any particular order it's uh just who's up on my screen and we're just gonna go one at a time and why not start uh kind of you know a little bit out west further west in california with the san jose sharks and tomas hurdle he seems to i i can't Seems like one of those guys that maybe is on the market. I don't really think he is as much as people uh, want him to be. Um, 
I think he wants to stay. I think San Jose wants to sign him. It's just one of those things where they haven't come to terms to a deal yet. So what do they do? Do they move him and then say, hey, we'll we'll continue to deal with you because his contract is up. You know, we'll deal with you when when the season is over and we'll get something for you. And if we can return you, then we've double dipped. <clears throat> and yeah. We've re-signed you and we've gotten some acquisition in the process. Or do they not want to risk that and just have him play out the rest of the year and then go into the offseason and hopefully sign him before free agency? It's interesting what they're going to do with Hurdle right now. Yeah, and Hurdle is one of those players, like the fan base loves him. It almost feels like one of those Joe Thornton, um, Ray Bork kind of things. Like, you couldn't do it here, go do it somewhere. And they want you to kind of go out and then come back with a cup. But this whole Hurdle move, it feels like Don Scoy 2.0. Um, we, we know what fan favorites from San Jose look like, uh, and 38 points on the year. Is that really what you want to trade for when it comes to a rental? Is that really worth like making that risk and making that move and shipping out talent for 38 points? Uh, and, and it all depends on what is is going out. And again, like we're not going to talk, we're not going to make mock trades or anything like that because for the Avalanche, it's likely going to be somebody like JT Comfer, uh, Tyson Jost, draft picks, and then you know prospects. And the prospects could be Justin Barron, Drew Hellison. Uh, who? Uh, no, no. Listen, nobody's getting new hook. Yeah. So throw him off the board. Nobody's getting new hook. He's he's not involved in any of these deals. Um, but I think the current players on the avalanche are probably going to be Jost and or JT Comfer. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we'll see. So that's my thing with all of these potential deals that the avalanche make. If you're giving up those two guys, yeah, for a rental, is it better? I right now I would say, yeah, it is for, for the long run. And hurdle might be one of those guys that goes right back to San Jose. If the money is good. And we're talking about that with Giroux as well. As, yeah. yeah, he he's going to be a rental. Does he come to Av- the Avalanche if he wins a cup? Does he go right back to Philly? Said, hey, I left. <laughs> yeah. You know, played for another team for half a season, won a cup. I'm going to get my name engraved on that forever, and then go back to where my home is and where I love. You could kind of see that happening with with Hurdle as well. Yeah, and Hurdle's got that feel like if we're talking Hurdle. Something crazy has happened with Giroux and a bunch of these other names on the list. So talking ourselves into Hurdle at that point, you might have a case. But yeah, right off the bat, let's not talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And his cap number is okay. 5.625. Uh, <clears throat> the abs can work with that. Yeah. They can definitely work with that. All right. Um, next up, what do we got here? We'll do... <laughs> This is your guy. I don't. I'm not hearing that Shea Theodore is really on the market. Um, does it make sense that he 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 could be? Um, look, Vegas needs to move salary, but I don't think they have to. I think they figured it out for this year because you know their whole LTIR situation with Mark Stone. Uh, I don't think they really need to move him this year, and he's got after this year three more years on that contract at 5.2 what why why do you why are you so big on on theodore and him him being moved and potentially to the avalanche which i don't think vegas would ever trade anybody to the avalanche but go ahead there are a lot of days between here and trade deadline and you saw what vegas can potentially do if they had solid goaltending back there 
And do you really feel like after the showing the Avalanche had against Vegas, that's the same output you're going to get from the goalie position? They know they have to address that now because Leonard's out for a while. And what better way to do that than do some a, a three-team trade possibly? Like mm-hmm. take care of some of your cap problems because Shea Theodore is carrying a 5.2 cap hit right now. Like, boy, that sure could get you a goalie or two on the cheap. Could. And it could. And fans in Vegas, like they like Theodore, would like to see a little bit more out of Theodore. A goal scoring defenseman for the Avalanche with some veteran leadership. Boy, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of the reason why I wonder if they would even need him. They they don't they don't need, you know, uh defensive uh, scoring defenseman really. No, you know what I mean it. It would be more of kind of what they have. I, if they're going defense, um, you know, I, and I wouldn't be against it. I wouldn't be against them going after somebody like Theodore. His number is good too. Five point two million. Again, he has term, so mm-hmm. it's not anybody that you're going to lose for uh, the, the the next few seasons. So in that aspect, it's good. Um, I don't know. I, I there's just. Other guys on our list that we're going to be talking about, defensemen, that I just like more for some reason. Uh, I will I will say right now, 32 points for Shea Theodore as we sit. Yeah. so That's good. In that's 45 it. games, that is very good for a defenseman. Um, all right. Let's hear from Built Bar, and then we'll get into, obviously, some, some more players. So right now, Built Bar, it is the best tasting protein bar on the market maybe your new year's resolution has gone up in smoke but you can always get back on that horse to eat healthy and make built bar a part of that and have you tried the built bar puffs if you haven't you're missing out on one of the best tasting protein bars on the market that is a marshmallow infused protein bar they're fluffy they're marshmallowy and they don't taste like a chemical spill. That's right. They are a amazing new protein bar from Built Bar, and they are also covered in 100% chocolate. Who doesn't want marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate? Mm. That's healthy for you. Get out of here. Uh, so they're low calorie, high protein, and you can replace your candy bar with these. They are better tasting than your typical candy bar, which can be anywhere from two to 300 calories per bar where Built Bars are 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein compared to your average candy bar, which is 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and all of those dozens and dozens of net carbs. So go over to Built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, so why don't we do, because we were just talking about uh, <clears throat> defensemen and who maybe I, I would want more uh, over Shea Theodore, uh, the guy that's on the market, and he's on the team that just seems to be selling everybody, and that is uh, Jacob Chickman of the Arizona Coyotes. Um, this is a guy that, in my opinion, I would be jumping at if I were the Colorado Avalanche. His number is fantastic at 4.6 million. After this year, you have that for another three years. Um, and you don't know, you have to keep in mind what is going on or what is not going on 
with Bo Byram. Yeah. You, you, and, and, you know, that, that's just the, the business side of things. You want him to get healthy and, and live a healthy life. And if he's a part of your program for years to come, then great. But you kind of have to protect yourself on the back end if he's not, because that's a very serious thing he's dealing with. And man, would you not shore that up if he doesn't ever play again, which is okay if he doesn't, um, by getting someone like Jacob Chikrin at least for a few years, because after the, after this contract is up for him, uh, you're, you're likely going to be doubling his contract, in my yeah. opinion. So I think you can, you know, get some get some more defensemen. And you know what, man? Like Curtis McDermott is improving, but he, he's not a long term answer. Like, let's get real here. Like he's no. he's fun to talk about and he's fun to watch because he'll throw down with anybody. But he's still giving you six, seven minutes a night, eight minutes a night. I don't that that's not a long term solution for me. Give me someone like Jacob Chikrin. All you know, he's not going to replace what McDermott can did in terms of the fighting, but in terms of a sheer talent, that is someone that you can put out on the ice and make this team even better. Yeah, and you know what Chikrin's upside is. You've seen it countless times when the Avalanche have gone toe to toe with Arizona. The thing about Chikrin, though, I feel like it's a gamble. Do we want to do a midseason Natushkin? like rejuvenation for Chikrin. He's sitting on 11 points. And like the reason I brought up uh, Theodore earlier, like the same amount of term, a million and a half more than Chikrin, 21 more points. So for who, who'd you compare it to it uh, for Theodore? Oh, then Theodore. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Same amount of term, a million and a half more, 21 more points. So mm-hmm. are you, if you're getting Chikrin, is the defense hurting you that bad where you feel like this is going to be a little kind of a rehab project, like get them in, get them acclimated. Like that's going to be a couple weeks to, I mean, you're skating with Kale McCarr. That's got to be a little intimidating come from Arizona. Who's about to be playing in a college arena. Like, <laughs> like it's, right. it's, do you really want to do that in the thick of things when the season's coming close to the end and playoff time? Do you really want to make that move mm. term? And the money looks great, but we got to look at the player we're getting as well. Yeah. I mean, for, for Theodore, you, you know, you, he's consistent if nothing else, um, just going through points since he's been in Vegas. So 29, which is his lowest and then 37, 46, 42 in last year in 53 games and then 32. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that is what it is. That is solid production. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, for me, that's a guy playing on a good team. And what can Jacob Chikrin do on a team like Colorado? Uh, man, I'll, I'll take, I'll save the million and a half. And uh, what's he four years younger than him? Then, uh, so he, Chikrin's 23. Theodore is 26. So three years younger than him. Um, there's no wrong answer there. I, no. I think both of those guys would be good on the defensive end. Uh, number one, I don't think Theodore is going to be available, uh, but obviously Chikrin is. Uh, I, I don't know, man. The I, only I think re- him him on an Avalanche team is dangerous. The only reason I bring that up is when it comes to the trade deadline. What we talked about possibly Comfort or Jost, are they worth trading for a question? A what if? Does he fit? Will he acclimate his game with a better team? Are those two players not? You're not getting them back. Like once they're gone, they're gone. Is it worth a what if situation? 
Hmm. I mean, me, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, it is. Okay. It is. For me, it is. And, and you know, if, if let's see, you know, again, going back to JT Comfer and Tyson Joe's Comfer carries a 3.5 million hit and Joe's is at 2 million. So you could figure out the money where, you know, getting Chikrin in uh, would work for you. Yeah. It's not, especially for Comfer. Uh, it could work. It could work. And, and I'm not, the thing is, I'm not hearing it a lot. I'm not hearing yeah. Chikrin to the Avalanche at all. Yeah. Um. So, and and it could be he doesn't go anywhere because True. he he still has term. You know what I mean? He still has a few years left. Will he get dealt? Maybe by the end of that contract, he does. But I, I don't think you know the Arizona is not in any rush to move him because they have about a million draft picks next season. Uh, so they don't need to add more to it. Um, and they got him for a few more years. So why not wait, see what it looks like in another year or two, and then maybe deal him if things aren't improving by then because term is very valuable so huge yep let's stay with the same team uh mr phil kessel he he seems to be you know dangled out there all the time and this year is no different another guy i don't really see the avalanche going after um you know we all know the the body type of mr phil kessel he i don't think he fits in with this team uh you know it you can put him on a depth line if you wanted to. Um, and he's a hard worker. Don't get me wrong. He just yeah. he figures out ways to score. And, and he, he's just he, he's a, a beast of a player. He knows how to play hockey. And that's what you want. You maybe want a veteran presence. That's why they would bring him in. I don't think he can keep up with this team. <laughs> that's a, a fantastic point. And skating around in ball arena a mile high. I don't know if Phil Kessel <laughs> could do that night in and night out. And with the yeah. speed. Nathan McKinnon and the rest of the members of the Avalanche, like yeah, it would be. It's everybody is like yeah, it would be cool to have Kessel in an Avalanche sweater. But this move feels more like a Tampa Bay like or a Florida like one more piece. The same reason for the Avalanche, one more piece to push us all the way through. Like it's somebody else other than Colorado because I think he'll fit with one of the slower teams like Florida. He will him and Joe Thornton. (laughs) Yeah, imagine that. Oh wow. That that could be the greatest line in hockey. If that, ever happened. <laughs> that, that would be a fun line to watch. Um, but you know, for this year, forty eight games played, six goals, twenty eight assists. So the goal scoring isn't there. Um, but I don't know. I, I just what's what's his cap number too? I got it up here. Uh, six point eight. No, I am not touching that. I'm sorry. Nope. And 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 you, and we always you always say like you know the guys that you're be getting rid of. Again, Comfer and Jost are the ones that we're throwing out there. Um. I, I, and I know Kessel has way more points than Tyson Jost. Yeah. And, and Phil and, um, and JT Comfort. Uh, maybe for Comfort or for Jost, I'm sorry. Maybe for Jost, sure. But for Comfort, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I would take the comfortability level of JT Comfort uh, and what he could potentially do in the playoffs than over Phil Kessel, who I just doesn't, I don't think he's a good fit with his style of play. For the avalanche i wouldn't i wouldn't do that it's a it's a expensive question mark definitely um let's move on over to the name that seems to be hot right now with avalanche uh circles simply because it was discussed on tnt during their vegas game and that's jt miller of vancouver uh i think this is another guy that's kind of in the hurdle situation i don't think they move him uh, i i think they dangled him out there to see what the feedback would be 
Um, and people would want him. Don't yeah. get me wrong. People would absolutely want JT Miller. I think he would fit very well in Colorado. Uh, but in the end, I think this was smoke and mirrors. And I think I, I just get a gut feeling that JT Miller is not going anywhere for Vancouver. You would think that I would like that. Um, but especially after you hear the rumors that everybody's kicking the tires on Brock Besser. So that mm-hmm. must be the piece that they're floating out there and JT Miller's hanging behind. So that makes sense because why would you let go of JT Miller? I think he's incredible for the price and his point production. Yeah. I think he would be a slam dunk for the avalanche, which is why Vancouver is probably going to hold on to him. And the thing with Miller is you have another year on him. It's yes. not like he he's an unrestricted. So he's 5.25. Uh, for the remainder of this year, which will be less, obviously, at the trade deadline. But um, for next year, he'd be paying 5.25. That's a good number for him. It's a very good number. And, you know, production, 47 games played, 17 goals, 31 assists. That totals 48 points. That's point per, point game. per game. Yep. Um, yeah, I think he he would be good. I, I don't know. I think I think Vancouver is, is, is kind of going to stand pat for the most part because things just went south for them quick at the beginning of the year. Um, and then they made the coaching change and things have improved a little bit. I think they just want to keep their their skill players um, and then give it another run next year. And because Miller has another year, I think they do that. Yeah. And then if, it, if again, next year it's a carbon copy of, of what this year is, where they're just kind of middle of the pack, then they'll yeah. unload him. But I think it's too premature to do it this year. Yeah. So maybe we're talking about him next year, you know, for, for an avalanche trade. We'll see. I will get the um, jersey. Would you immediately? That, immediately. That's a, that's a day one purchase for you? Yep. Dude, I'm getting closer to uh, getting a uh, Darcy Kemper jersey. Really? Damn. Yeah. After after that shutout, I'm like, yeah. uh, they're signing him. He's coming yeah. back. Yeah. So I'm getting closer. Uh, let's get, well, let's let, let's hear from Bet Online, and then we got a few more to get to, obviously. So uh, football season, obviously, is complete. But you have the basketball season, obviously, the hockey season. They are in full steam ahead mode. And for basketball, you can get pro and college hoops over at betonline.net. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. And it isn't just basketball. Betonline.net is your source for, like I said earlier, the NHL, boxing and ufc odds right down to the olympic games so head over to the website today or use your mobile device and uh, sign up and learn more about the trends and all of the action going on around the league so betonline.net it is where the game starts all right few more to get here so let's go with jake debrusque and debrusque is another one who seems to have been on the the waiver not the waiver the uh, trade wire for a few months now um and nothing's happened i thought there was i thought he didn't seem too happy in boston he probably still isn't happy and i thought something was going to happen with him relatively quickly and it didn't and he's kind of you know still in the the lineup and he's a he's a solid winger uh you know the, the numbers numbers don't show it 42 games played seven goals eight assists for 15 points uh, you look at that and you're like, that's ugly. Um, but he wasn't healthy for a lot of uh, the season. I think this trade talk has taken a big toll on him. He's a solid player. Yeah, I think I think he. I don't know if the Avs go after him 
Um, let me see what his uh, cap number is. Three point six five. So it's it's a good number, and he's a restricted free agent after this year too. So you're, you're inheriting that as well. I. It's one of those that if you're vocal about wanting to be traded, and you're sitting there forever not being traded, and then your numbers look like this because you're not being traded. Hmm. It kind of feeds on itself. You're not going anywhere. Boston has a problem with Jake DeBrus. And it's one of those, like, uh, Kadri knows that this year is a contract year, so he's overperforming. That's what hmm. you want to see. Also, if you want to be traded, perform and make people want you. And if you're going to pout because you're not leaving Boston, don't come to Colorado. Yeah. That's, that's, so it's like an attitude adjustment type of yep. thing. Like. Because what's he got in previous seasons? Um, you know, he, he started off hot with uh, Boston in 17, 18, 43 points. And then it's gone down since then. 42, 35, 14, and 15 this year. I don't know. I think I stay away from him. The, yep. the production, it's, it's night and day. It has just gone down. And maybe for him, he feels like, uh, a new city could just, you know, reinvigorate his career. Maybe that's true, but I'm not in the position to take that risk if I'm the Colorado Avalanche. That's what Seattle's for. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful segue, my friend. I don't even think you realize. The next one on the list here, Mark Giordano. Hey. The Seattle Kraken. Um, and it's so funny because when they, even before they took him in the expansion draft, People were talking about this very thing happening. Mm -hmm. They would select Giordano in the expansion draft. He would become their first ever captain. And then if things weren't going well, which we knew that they weren't, they would trade him at the trade deadline. And it's like people were looking into a crystal ball because that is exactly what has happened, minus the getting traded part, which is going to happen. Mark Giordano yeah. is going to get traded at the trade deadline. Could he go back to Calgary? That's a very real possibility uh, because Seattle will retain salary and it's not going to cost a lot to get him. Uh, Mid-round pick would be my guess to get yeah. Mark Giordano away. So you're bringing him in for veteran presence. Um, you know, And he's still – let me see what his uh, – 43 games played, four goals – uh, 16 assists for 20 points. Um, at 38 years old, defenseman, it's, it's, I think he would be a good fit for the Avs. Uh, is this something they kick the tires on? No, we don't need the, <laughs> we don't need the defense getting any slower. Need I remind you, we have Jack Johnson, <laughs> Ryan Murray, and EJ back there. And that's what he's like. Yeah. That's exactly what he's like. So you're getting more of that. And yeah. that's the question. Do you want that? No. Um, what's I mean, and his cap number is high. That's the thing. It's at six point seven five. Seattle will retain some of that. So I don't know, man. I, I wouldn't completely shut the door on this. I don't see it happening. Trust me. I, I don't think it's going to happen. <clears throat> but um, and I, the only reason I'm thinking this is because of what Sackick did last year. Yeah. Uh, with bringing in Soderberg. And yeah, it, it it didn't work out. I think he wanted some of that veteran presence going into the postseason. Clearly, didn't work out. Uh, Giordano's a different animal, uh, but you you have his skill set already on the defensive end. Mm -hmm. So for that reason, I think they they stay away. But it would if they did it for whatever reason, I wouldn't hate it. I would I, I would understand, but 
it's not where the defense needs to go. What about Calvin DeHaan, who uh, for the Chicago Blackhawks, you know, that that's a defensive uh, a low pairing that <clears throat> you're not getting him for the offensive production. And again, you don't need that. You know, he's got four points on the season, a goal and three assists. Uh, but he's he plays bigger than his his uh, stature, which is six foot one, 195 pounds. He's on the market. I don't think he's going to be with Chicago. I'm pretty sure he has an expiring contract. Let me see. Yes, he has a rental. Uh, uh, yeah, for $4.5 million. Again, it would be a depth move for the Avalanche, considering the the defensive pairings that they have right now. Um, I don't see this happening. This is kind of somebody that we threw in here just because his name is being dangled out there. Uh, but I don't think they have any, any real interest in Don. Especially, like, with all the names we listed already, four points for a rental. I mean, mm-hmm. you just look at that, and you're like, no, this is not what we need to do. Well, you're you're more looking at him as, like, can he improve your defense? You don't need him for the offense. Can he improve your defense? I, I no. I think it would just be kind of, you know, status quo if they brought him in. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Two more to get to. Uh, we say we saved the best, or maybe the <laughs> maybe the pointless for last. Yeah. Um, but second to last, Ben Chirot, Montreal Canadiens. I uh, I don't know if Montreal again. He's this is kind of in the the hurdle and Miller world. Um, should Montreal trade him? Yeah, probably to get some assets and you know continue that rebuild. Do they? Um, I don't know. I don't. I, I really don't know if they do. And and this is kind of another D man that we're talking about. Would this improve the Avalanche at all? Kind of in the same boat as you know the the, the Han for me. Yeah, three and a half million dollar rental, nine points. I mean, Dehan <laughs> and Sherratt are the same player right now. Yeah, what's he got? Nine. He's going to get nine. Yeah, five goals, four assists. Yeah. Um, and I, again, I don't see Montreal really giving a serious look at him. And I think like they're going to want too much for him for some reason. Yep. I don't know why, but I just feel like the asking price for him for whatever is going to be a little bit too high for the Avs. And that's not the the a, a big move for the Avs to make. Like we're talking about them going after guys like Giroux. I would like to see them go after Chikrin, obviously, Hurdle, and then you know Ben Chirot, good player. But does he improve the team that much where you need to give up future? No, it doesn't make nope. any sense for me. And then last but not least, because we got to throw him in here. Uh, neither one of us think this is going to happen for many reasons. But Marc-Andre Fleury, another guy that will he's probably going to get dealt. Uh, I don't think he's going to be with Chicago at the after the trade deadline. The Avs don't need him anymore. You know, uh, they, they've proven that their their two goalies that they have are exactly what they wanted them to be. So, uh, yeah, maybe if if the trade deadline was in November, <laughs> maybe maybe you do this. But there's no need for it right now. And on top of it, um, I think you're going to see a team like Edmonton way over. Not yeah. only say overvalue flurry but over trade for him, if that's a term and, and give Chicago like 10 first round picks for Marc-Andre Fleury because they have nothing in goal. So it's just going to be one of those things. Even if the avalanche were interested, they would get outbid. 
I feel like Pittsburgh would try and bring him back for his swan song, and this will be it. Going to be a backup there. Yeah. Just to have him back and, you know, two goalie system, let him finish the season out. Everybody say their goodbyes. Mark Andre Fleury retires. I really liked what Tony said on the uh, Vegas crossover that we did. Him him going yeah. to the Rangers. Um, that would be nice. And, and, and you know, re, re, uh, igniting with uh, Gerard Gallant. And, yeah, I mean, I, I that would be interesting. Yeah. That Revo's out there too. Yeah. 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 That's true. Yep. Um, because Georgiev is just not working out for them in New no. York. All right. That's like, I don't know, eight guys, two, four, six, eight, ten guys that we kind of went over. Do the Avs get any of them? So who do you of those guys, who do you want personally? Because personally, you want the jersey. You want the jersey, you want them on the abs. Who do you want the abs to, to trade for? I personally, I've been advocating for Shea Theodore, but the likeliness of that happening is not there. If I had to, I really want JT Miller. Honestly, he would be, he would be there. He's exactly what you need. Yeah, I wouldn't be against it. What was his cap number again? Five point two five. You can make that work. You can make that work in a deal, and you get him for another year. Yeah. Um. So not, not a bad choice for me. Uh, I I really want Chikrin. I do. Really? I do, man. I think of all the guys on here. Um, and then, again, this is outside of Claude Giroux. Uh, I, would, I would love Claude Giroux. I think both of us would. Um, For the record, that, yeah, Miller has 11 more points than Claude Giroux. Oh, if you're telling me Miller or Giroux, um, I might go Miller myself. Miller. Absolutely. Cheaper, too. But out of these guys right here, I, I just love the future of, of Jacob Chikrin. And to do it in an F sweater would just Oh my God, that defense would just be insane. It, yeah. it already is insane. So then the next question is who will they get when we're all said and done when the trade deadline comes around, even before then, I mean, any of these moves could be, be made tomorrow, um, including, and you can include Claude Drew in this. Uh, who, who do you think they actually do bring in? Sackick's going to sit on his hands, this trade deadline, and we're going to get some off <laughs> Really? Yeah, they're gonna put so? him. They're gonna put him on for just that veteran third line center, and um, that. you know, it could it could happen. Yeah, it, and you know what? But it's all in what San Jose wants. And if you uh, follow the show's uh, social media page, it seems like the guys from Locked On Sharks think they're that you know they want Alex Newhook. Um, I told them get out of here they said that's okay we'll take uh bowen byram and that's not going to happen either even despite his injuries they're not going to get rid of bowen byram i think jt comfort or jose will like playing with nieto again yeah right <laughs> on that penalty kill unit um it's a it it really could happen but yeah. is would san jose be asking too much that remains to be seen. I have no problem giving up draft picks because if everything goes well, they're going to be late round draft picks. I'm fine mm -hmm. with that. Um, there are some prospects I don't want to give up. Um, I don't want to give up Justin Barron. I don't want to give up Oscar Olafson. Um, but I, will you have to do that? I hope not. I hope they don't do that. Um, but again, you're in this to, to win a cup and, is that what is Joe Sackick changing his thinking of? I might have to, and if yeah. you've got to give up someone like that 
to get someone like Hurdle for half a year and you win the cup, but that's the big question. It's not guaranteed. No. So it's a risk. It's a risk reward thing with the trade deadline. And the abs are in a different position than they've ever been in a long time. So we're going to have to see how this thing pans out. That's great. It's great to be love here. <laughs> yeah, man. This is fun. This is fun stuff. I love this time of the year. So, all right. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, who, and, and I would say Hurdle outside of Drew. I think Drew is the front runner. For, yeah. It just seems that that is too perfect of a, a matchup right it's now. It's too loud. Yes, exactly. That's a good phrase for it. Uh, outside of that, I think I wouldn't be against Hurdle. Could happen. So, uh, but what do you guys think? Let us know on uh, Twitter, on YouTube comments. I'm sure people on there can't wait to start commenting on that. Um, or send us an email, lockdownavalanche at gmail.com. So moves could happen tomorrow, but we still got another month before the trade deadline is officially over. A month and then some, right? It's like March 23rd yeah. or but, something. But these are names to keep an eye on. Exactly. Exactly. So, And, and there might be more as these days and a few more weeks go on, some more might be coming out. So keep an eye and maybe we'll do another one of these if there's been no moves in three weeks. So, all right, everybody, that will wrap it up uh, for today and for this week. So thank you for tuning in for another week's worth of episodes. Avalanche hit the ice Saturday against the Buffalo Sabres. So we will be back on Monday to discuss all of that action. Sound good? I love it. Love it. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked on Avalanche podcast. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you guys on Monday. Go, Abs, go!